Welcome back to the New England Take and WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. This segment is a bonus segment from our first episode of the show with Martin England of the Continuum Arts Collective. He's a lifelong musician and discusses in this segment his path into getting into music and starting his band, The Reconstructed. So I, I want I want to do do the overflow for the episode. There's always more that that people have to talk about in their lives, and I, I feel like having we got Marty England here with Continue Marts Collective and his band The Reconstructed, and we filled up the segment that that was on the air, which you can check out in the podcast feed uh, on the New England Take on Apple, Google, Spotify, the whole nine yards. Um, I didn't want to miss out on talking about this bit too here because we we hinted about uh, Marty's journey in music in the full segment, but I mean, what made you start to appreciate music as a kid? I think I the thing that got me into it was I bought my first record when I was five. I bought Beach Boys' Endless Summer, and my parents bought me this little blue turntable, and man, I wanted to be a singer and. I had a speech impediment when I was a kid. So the main reason I actually started playing guitar when I was 11 was because I couldn't ever imagine myself singing because I couldn't even talk, you know, <laughs> never mind sing. Meanwhile. Yeah. <laughs> so I started playing guitar and then we started a garage band and we had three guitars. This is age like 13, 14, maybe three guitar players and a drummer, no singer. So we would just play like just bang on the first, like same four songs over and over. And one day my friend Scott showed up and his dad played in a band in the sixties and he had this crappy PA that he showed up with. And he had this old, one of those old microphones that used to fold in half <laughs> and he grabbed the stand and he put it in front of me and he's like, Marty, we all talked. And because you write the songs, we want you to be the singer. Democracy in action. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And I was also at the time, I was kind of like terrified, but just so, I don't know, it was, I was psyched because it, I don't know. So yeah, I think music for me was definitely all about escapism, Um, but it was just, I don't know, man, it's just always been, like I said, I've always been interested in it from a very early age. My dad always had music playing. He used to have, he was way into country music. So I grew up listening to just a lot of Charlie Rich, Charlie Pride, Johnny Cash, Hank Williams, stuff like that. So Now, do you continue playing in band straight through? I have. I took one year off when I was like 29. Um, I was taking some writing classes at UNH. I was a late bloomer when it came to college. I actually started working at UNH so I could take college classes. And I took a short fiction class and the teacher was like, hey, you've got something here, you know. And I'd been playing in bands for 15, 16 years at that point. I just played endless gigs and I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to just use this. I'm sick of like moving my gear. And then I wrote one song called Slow Burn. Um, and my Jenny and I at the time were living in South Burke in this little cottage and she came home from work and I was like, hey, play, play this song. She's like, that's great. So you just going to play that song for me the rest of your life? <laughs> and I was kind of like miffed and I was like, You're that's right. a good partner right there. Get back, back at this. So, yeah, I played in a band called Pondering Judd for uh, from like 93 to 2009. 
And then in 2009, I get approached by a local record company, record label, and they wanted me to make a solo record. And it was kind of great because the thing that was liberating for me was I was no longer writing for a brand. I was just writing songs that, I don't know, it just felt very natural. And what was crazy about it is at the time, I really thought the label was going to say, all right, now get the rest of you guys in the band to come in. And then, and I was like, well, who's, who else is going to play in this record? Is this just going to be like an acoustic thing? They were like, no, no, we're hiring studio musicians. Wow. And it was, uh, it was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had because they just handpicked everybody they wanted. You know, I had my role in bringing the songs. They had their role in producing the record and, dropping all these amazing players into the mix. And it was, it was a lot of fun. So after that happened, I needed a band. The guys that I played on the record with were really expensive. They all lived in Boston. So like I was like losing $300 a show by wow. having them come up here, you know? Yeah. That's something people don't keep in mind is studio musicians are entirely different thing from touring musicians or just, jamming and the garage musicians it's a and totally we couldn't rehearse band. because even if i had them come up to rehearse i had to pay for you know i just had to because their time is like yeah they were they wanted to get paid um so two of the people that i had playing that i'd been that i've been playing with since 2008 now jesse and courtney um super good friends of mine they're they're married they've got a beautiful beautiful child named leo um I reached out to them. They were part of some of those original um, Martin England shows. And my first record was called Raised and Reconstructed. So I started calling us Martin England and Reconstructed because I kind of needed an and. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just, as luck would have it, um, I, the drummer I was playing with at the time had to bail on a show at the press room. It was a sold out show. I really needed somebody. And I reached out to Sean Daniels, who I used to, you know, our bands used to gig together back in the nineties. He played in a band called Thanks to Gravity. And he was like the drummer that everybody wanted. Everybody wanted to play in a band with that dude. And I was like, Hey man, is there any way you could drop into the show? And he was like, yeah. So he came play the show. And then afterwards I was like, dude, what are you doing right now? Like, I, he's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm between bands. Let's, let's do this. So friend, Andrew Russell, who plays bass, he kind of, um, I was playing our pondering Judd used to play with a band called the Molines. Again, similar situation. We needed a bass player last minute. I reached out to Andrew, who I really didn't know very well. Um, by the way, one of the best ways that you could ever get to know anybody is to play music with them because totally. there's communication totally. there that just doesn't, you can't verbalize. So, so for the last, I think we're now running on eight years. Um, it was Martin England and the reconstructed and eventually it's, it's just the reconstructed. Yeah. Go modern. Come on. It's, it's different in the, the late 2010s. We got That's rid of right. the, like Pat and the hats got rid of, Pat r- rid hats. of Pat. The hats, right? <laughs> Yes, not yeah. just the hats. That, yeah, so cool. we, we've we been gigging. Um, it's interesting because the older I get, the less I want to like play until 2 in the morning. I don't want to do that actually at all. I feel <laughs> a good night's sleep. Um, but one of the things I wanted to just talk about briefly was that 
just to bring CAC back into it, um, is the fact that during this pandemic, we lost our ability to fundraise. So we started, we bought all this like live stream gear. Um, we have a great space to live stream from. We have this huge barn. We have a full stage in there with a full back line. So we started having bands come in and we started doing live streams. And, you know, my band was a huge part of that. We've had Young Frontier play it. We've had Tristan Omen play it. We've had Truffle play it. Soggy Po Boys, um, all those bands. And then in the fall, we had partnered up with some friends, um, Mike Effenberger and his wife. Amanda, we um, we produced a whole series called Winter Warmer series that we filmed it in the fall and their thought was people are going to miss live music over the winter. So they released it. Last episode was just last week, but you can still get tickets for that. So seacoastmusicsupport.com. And then in January, it was like right around the election, I started getting a really deep funk, like wondering where our country was heading, really getting concerned about things, really got kind of super depressed. And I didn't really know, I'd kind of stopped playing a little bit, wasn't playing, like I play every day for the most part, write every day, try to write something every day. So we, we kind of, uh, early December, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna start doing live streams every Saturday afternoon because it's winter. I always think a Saturday afternoon in New England is just like a do nothing time. It's just like people looking for something to do. So I started hosting these by myself and then my guitar player is like, dude. So we have like a, we have a farmhouse and then we have a little building that connects our farmhouse to the barn. So we've actually got this ideal space to socially distance. We've got all the gear to live stream. So we've been doing live streams. We did 12 episodes and then we took the last couple of weeks off um, due to a little COVID scare. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, still writing where we just recorded, um, this will be a first, but we just recorded a cover of In Excess's uh, Don't Change because we yeah. just thought it was kind of a a very like triumphant type of tune to put out right now. We're, we'll be releasing that um, probably next week on all the major platforms. Awesome. Yeah, shoot me a link when you do and I'll, I'll put that in our feed for the New England Take. You can you can find out more about our band. You can hear our band at thereconstructed.net. We're on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube. And you can actually watch all the live streams I was talking about. If you go to YouTube and just search on Continuum Arts Collective, it will bring you to our page. You know, one of the disappointing things about Google, among many things, is that I contacted them. I'm like, Hey, how do we get our own vanity URL? And like, <laughs> well, you got to have at least a hundred subscribers. I was like, okay, good. So I did this major push. Now we have like, I mean, we don't have, we have like 250 or something. Yeah. And I'm like ready for this vanity URL to no. So it's this, you know, huge <laughs> URL yeah, that I can't disaster. Really, just have to oh, go to YouTube geez. and search on Continuum Arts <sighs> Collective or the Reconstructed, and it will take you to our stuff. Yeah, it was funny. The last couple months, I feel like musicians, now that they got past the election, the new year started. It's the new year. We're going to do this again. And I saw these. There were probably five musicians I'm friends with on Facebook. I, I just need 20 more followers so I get that vanity URL. Just please, <laughs> please go to YouTube. You're on there. Thank you. Please. That's right. 
And I think one of the great things about it is that I would, I've never been comfortable on camera. When we first started doing these live streams, I was like, hi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unnatural. And it's become, it's kind of become very natural. I think that the live streams and just the combination of being on Zoom calls all day at work. But yeah, it's, um, it's it's gonna it's gonna help me as a videographer. It's like I do I do a lot of that, and suddenly people are like, "Oh, they're used to just reading something off a Word document as they're as they're looking in the camera, and they so they can figure out the teleprompter thing a little quicker." Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think what's what's gonna be cool is that I think moving forward, like for our nonprofit, we have this gear now. We're gonna continue to to do like hybrid events where Definitely. we have the gear. So it's like, why not do stuff that's a little smaller, a little bit more intimate, but also be able to have people watch from home? Because yeah. I think that's, I know people are probably like thinking like, I'm so sick of watching virtual concerts, but I, it's not been the case with our live streams. People tune in it, it, every people week. People passively listen. I mean, that's the whole yep. market, the game, the um, the online gamer community is built on. It's built on mm -hmm. people. They're not, people aren't there watching it for eight hours that they're playing. Right. But they're, they're just like a little tune in. It's like, oh, he's doing this. And they'll go go about their day and then they'll come back after running an errand or something. So, okay. It was like, what are they listening to? And you pick up music or... Uh, and I think music really needs to start getting in that space. It does. And I, I the other thing that we realized last fall was great. We, so we did, we had a local brewery name a beer after us. It's mm -hmm. uh, Corner Point Brewing Company over in Berwick, Maine. They released a reconstructed German Kolsch. It's, it's those, I don't like IPAs. I'm all about like, Pilsners, Kolsch's, I don't like stuff that's high alcohol because I drink everything at the same speed, so I can't drink that <laughs> stuff. Um, so we did a live stream on the day they released it. And I just sent Jamie, the guy from Corner Point, I sent him the link. I didn't really say anything. I just sent him the link. I was like, hey, if you guys want to watch this, and we had the beer, and we talked about the beer a little bit on our live stream. And then the next day, he was like, man, that was great last night. Uh, we had like 50 people outside and people were just like watching you guys. I shared the link and everybody was watching. And I was like, well, wait a second. <laughs> There's a model in there where I could tour the U.S. without ever leaving my barn. If mm -hmm. we can just get to like a That's a manor right there. That's a manor <laughs> if I ever heard it. Oh, I could I could definitely come up with a business out of this and I won't have to get out of my property. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. There's so I many little garages worry. and stuff in that state. <laughs> yep, absolutely. All right. This, this is awesome. Is there anything else? Um, like I say, you can find out more about our music by going to the reconstructed.net. We just put our first vinyl record out. Um, our latest release is called Great North Wind. Um, it's a great record, and it sounds so good on vinyl. You can get that on Bandcamp. Um, I, I don't know the... It's on our website, so if you go, just there, go to the website. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, thank you so much for having me, man. I really enjoyed our chat, and I I appreciate you having me on, man. Thanks for listening to the New England Take a WKXL fourteen fifty AM one three point nine FM and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host AJ Kirstead. Be sure to check out the New England to get the back episodes of the show and subscribe to our podcast feeds. We will talk to you again next week at six PM on WKXL.